0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to Medicare Agent IQ. I'm Raul Gonzalez, and I'm Oscar Ibieta. And to, obviously, the reason that we do this is our goal is to help in, de, independent insurance agents to be more successful. And today, I want to talk a little bit about scaling that Medicare business. And it's there's there's a there's a time where agents can get where they say, you know what, I've I've got too much on my plate, and I need to, I need help. And so let's talk about that real quick. And and let me ask you a question, Oscar, when is it time to hire an, an admin. An admin. Yeah. So it's an interesting question and an interesting
1: topic that comes up pretty regularly w- when we're talking to our field agents because a lot of them have been doing this for a little bit now and they've grown their book of business and they've gotten to a point where they're just they've gotten so busy and so they're trying to figure out when exactly is the right time and I think the answer is different for for every agent and I think there's also a difference between hiring somebody for the sake of convenience and then actually hiring somebody because you're really and truly at your capacity meaning you're spending a lot of time trying to take care of a lot of these administrative tasks where they're taking up a a big chunk of your day where you could be out there writing business growing your business having conversations um, with you know if it's either networking or just other other prospects and and members but you're consumed, you're so consumed by trying to put out all of these fires that are coming up in your day-to-day tasks. So I think if, you, if you've if you reached that capacity where you feel like you're spending more of your time trying to put out fires as opposed to trying to grow your business, I think that's when it's the right time to actually go and consider bringing on an admin to help you with a lot of these tasks.
0: Yeah, you know, one of the things that you would think about is if you, you know, just I'll use $15 an hour as a, as a marker. If you're gonna pay an admin $15 an hour, that's about $2,600 a month. And so you divide that up by, what's the, what's the um, in, in, in most states, it's about 25, 2508 is the monthly renewal yeah, 25, uh, 2550, 2550. Okay, let's just say it's 2550. That's 102. Let's call it 100, 100 clients in your book of business. So obviously, you know, if you have only uh, 200. You're <laughs> giving up half of your you're renewals. A, exactly. So <laughs> that might not be the right time. And, and of course, there's ways to, to lower those costs. There's, you know, some, some virtual uh, you know, v, VA it helps will, with hiring some some of the individuals, and so does uh, a ARP has a couple of nonprofit programs where they're looking to place seniors in jobs. So maybe they would pay the first couple of months for you, and and you know maybe pay them a little bit less than 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 that amount. But the, so there's there's ways to do it. There's virtual employees, which I, I think is I, I I would be cautious with virtual employees because a lot of them are not working here in the U.S. and there's there's a couple of things that you have to be aware of with that. But one of the biggest things is them working the same hours that you do. So the, yeah. or, or struggling one what, of what's one of the biggest complaints that people get about call centers is. Maybe not being able to understand, right? Exactly, and so a lot of these seniors will be completely honest that they're struggling to to understand your employee, your, your your virtual employee. So that's just something else to to, to keep in mind.
1: Yeah, but it's, I think it's important to understand regardless, right? Let's just say if you're going to pay somebody fifteen dollars an hour, that's an investment, and you're you know for for a year that's about a thirty thousand dollar investment. So if you're trying to figure out when is the right time? Is are you are you able to invest $30,000 into bringing somebody on to help you grow. And yes. by bringing them on, is that going to help you take your business to the next level? So you don't want to look at look at it as an expense. It's an investment.
0: Yeah, and it's like, what are you going to do with your time? Are you are you going to utilize that time to go out there and prospect? Are you going to use it to go out there and and to. Um, to create, to, to generate more leads, or to call on your leads, things like that. If that's not something that you're going to utilize that time for, maybe then it's not an investment. Maybe you're just, you know, but if you're doing it as an investment in your business, then you wanna make sure that you're utilizing the rest of that time to, to, to get out there. Um, what other reasons that you might need is I guess client load if you let's just say that you had you had you know 500 clients a lot of times there's questions there's customer service you're, you're putting out fires and a lot of times those those things that you're doing are taken away from you going out there and generating business right
1: yeah that's absolutely right and so you want to be you want to be able to to balance that, right? And Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of those, you know, the tasks that we have to that we're constantly dealing with and uh, you know, we we talk about CRM systems, right? right? And, And so we know the value of a CRM system and how good and how powerful of a tool it can be. But a lot of times let's let's be honest right we're not, we're not taking the time to put those clients and input that information into our systems and so it might be something that we just push to the side and push to the side and before you know it you've got this big stack of
0: clients that need to be put into the CRM system and so it's a funny story real quick <laughs> just when, we, when when our agency first started you were you were here and I would pay for agency block for our agents. And this was like when we had like seven or eight agents. And I remember kind of pulling our seven or eight agents and asking them, okay, like, are you using agency block? Everyone first answer is, yeah, of course. <laughs> and then I was like, okay. And I started really talking to, I started really talking to them. And like one of our agents, oh yeah, I just have about 150 to put in into the CRM, into agency block. Or just, just I, I remember you also were someone, if, you know if we're being honest here where yeah. I would ask you like hey you know is it in your agency block you're like oh, I haven't gotten that updated you're like that was from a year and a half ago <laughs> so there would be a lot of agents that would struggle to utilize that CRM and ultimately we stopped offering it because of that uh, to our agents we were like well and it's It's quite, quite expensive, but it didn't make sense to have it because agents weren't using it. But I imagine if you would have had an admin at that time, that would have been part of their role, which ultimately would have led to a much better situation for you because you can really take advantage of that, of using that CRM if, uh, if, if you're, you're, if it's all updated.
1: Yeah. And and so there's, you know, not only does it help with, is it going to help you get your business in order and help you grow. But at the same time, it also is gonna help with all of your retention strategies. We're constantly reminding people about how this business is about earning residuals and renewals. And so we miss, there's a lot of opportunity that's missed when we're not taking advantage of this CRM system. So we have, you know, there's clients who send out birthday cards every single month. And so how do you know whose birthday it is this month? It's by going into your CRM system and, and pulling a report of everybody who's got a birthday in the month of February, in the month of March, and you're able to put, you know, Birthday cards together, or even thank you cards. You look at all the the enrollments that you had this month. You know, the plan it, for a lot of these agents is to send a thank you card. Thank you for your business. Please keep me in mind when it comes to um, you know. Please keep me in mind for referrals. But the birthday card, there's so much value in that because it's just a little reminder. Hey, I'm thinking about you. Remember that I'm your agent, and so that helps with retention and it also leads to referrals. But without something without that system in place, um, you know, it, it really, you're missing out on some opportunities. And so those are some of the tasks that by bringing on, on an admin, they can help get some of that, take some of that workload off of your hands because the reality is it can be a little bit tedious putting people into, putting it, your clients into the CRM, putting together th- the thank you cards and, and the birthday cards, but the value significantly outweighs the, you know, that and so it's it really is important and you should consider that when you're doing it. But then there's other things, you know, if you if you do events, if you're out in the community and you you do events, you have to we have to file these events that you're going to be doing. If you can teach your admin how to file events, they can take some of these things off of your plate. And so um, if you've got to order supplies every you know AEP open enrollment, we're having to order supplies, order kits. You can teach the, your admin how to do these things, and so they can get these things ordered for you really just every now and then you might be out in the field. You might be out in the field and and you're you're writing business or maybe it's one of those days where you're not going to be at your desk or in front of your computer or maybe not for the next couple of days, but you get a phone call from one of your clients and says, hey, Oscar, I, I misplaced my card. Is there a way that you can help me order my card? I know, we know that that's easy for us to do, just to go into our agent portal and, and order a card for somebody, but it's when am I gonna have the time to do that if I'm out in the field all day? Right. And so having an admin who can help you with some of these things, or just maybe looking up doctors, checking prescriptions. Again, a lot of these things where, if we're sitting in front of our computer all day, we can probably take care of some of these things but the truth is we're outright in business and the idea is to grow and to bring in more business
0: yeah you want to look at look at your business your medicare business and you know with with, with two departments if you will and, and one of them is acquiring new business right and and that obviously a lot of agents really focus on that where we always have preached to our agents that the most important thing that you've got going on is your customer retention and taking care of your clients for a couple of reasons. One, that's where you're gonna generate those referrals, right, like from taking care of people and doing a good job of that, you're gonna get a lot of referrals for for doing that. But the other reason is, is obviously to keep those renewals, because if you're having to, if you're if, if, you're, if your retention, if you're only keeping like 70% of your business, you're having to replace a lot of new business when you would, re- if you just take care of who you have, then you don't have to worry about it. And so this is a great part in that strategy to make sure that you're doing a good job of taking care of those folks.
1: And there's, and, and there's, again, we, we talk to, I, I just, I'm thinking of all the conversations that I've had with agents and sometimes they feel like they're getting a little bit burnt out because yep. they're just out in the field and they're trying to find that new business, find that new business, and I, I have to ask the question. Well, hey, are you are you maintaining your book of business? How how is your relationship with your current book of business? And what types of things are you doing with your current book of business? And they, you know, and I, and and if I, if they're being completely honest, they say to me, well, it's not that great, and I and I have to preach the message to them is take care of your book of business because when you're taking care of the people that you've already, uh, that you've already enrolled onto a plan, they're going to remember you and they're going to think of you when they're having conversations with their friends and with their family members. And so those, those referrals, the, the the new business that starts to come in gets a lot it becomes a lot easier to yep. generate new business when it's coming from a from a warm referral as opposed to going out into the field. Now I'm not saying stop going out into the field but and, and trying to get new business. But if you take if you're taking care of your book of business, it's gonna bring in a lot of new business. It's gonna become a lot easier to to grow your book of business when you're doing
0: that. So absolutely. Let's uh, let's talk real quick about finding the right candidate and so let's go ahead and and jump into that in the very first note that we have here is you've gotta avoid the friend trap. And so a lot of times the very first place that agents look or people in general look when they're first time hiring someone is they start thinking, ooh, which of these friends or family members might I have do that? And I gotta tell you, like I, you know, from, from a business perspective, I don't think it's a good idea. And a lot of people will still do it and, and I understand, but I've, I've seen, I've been in this business a long time and I've seen a lot of uh, family members just kind of get into, you you know, they'll, they'll say, you know, I guess family and family and business shouldn't mix or something, things yeah. like that. And and I've, and I've seen that quite a bit. And the other thing I would say is maybe if, if you have a, a, a friend who's important to you, I wouldn't hire someone that's close to them. So, uh, you know, like for us, we have insurance agents as part of our team. Like I wouldn't recommend hiring a family member of one of your agents or you wouldn't recommend it, it, it just, you know, in the best case scenario, it ends great. In a worst case scenario, I've seen it. It can it can right. really
1: ruin that. So I, I, it makes me think of a, a a situation where I have a really good friend who I was almost going to hire his sister, yeah. a- and and I'm so glad that I didn't for for a lot of reasons. Again, in best case scenario, it everything would have everything out. would have turned out great and everything works out. And you're trying to do good, right? right. You want to take care of your your friend's sister. You want to give them an opportunity, but. In the event that things don't work out, it, it can really backfire and it could have potentially soured my relationship with somebody who's been my best friend for a, a- Almost all of my life over one job opportunity because there's you know at the end of the day there it's a job and if that person is not able to complete the tasks and do their job efficiently then you've got to you've got to do what's best for your business and and if it means parting ways with that individual it could have ruined
0: that you know that relationship. Yeah, but and I think everyone with the best of heart will say to you don't worry, I understand, like, that's your employee. That's not my cousin. That's not my, that's not my sister. That's not my daughter with the best of heart. And then if the story somehow comes across like, oh, man, this person was, you know, this or that. It just it it, it just I wouldn't I wouldn't why why take that chance when, you know, we live in in a city like San Antonio, there's there's, you know, one point four million people in in this area I'm sure I can find an employee that's not going to hurt my personal friendships or hurt my business relationships in that way so that's 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 you know based off of experience a recommendation that I would make and um, but how do then how do you do it then what do you where do you find these employees what I would say is where I like to go is I, I use LinkedIn um, you know there's you know all the different websites that you could go to there's uh There is uh, indeed. Indeed, I just said that one. Monster. Did you? Yeah. Said LinkedIn. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I'm <laughs> right. listening. I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So LinkedIn, Indeed. Um, do people still use Monster? I haven't looked for a job in quite some time. <laughs> the one that I recommend, though, is 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 Indeed. That's that's probably one of the most popular ones out there. I'm sure that there's another one that's that's super popular, but I think Indeed is mm-hmm. is one of those that that does. That that's a, a place that I would look. One of the places I. Um, you know, and you here's, here's what I would recommend when you do that, make sure that you have a clear job description where you outline the necessary skills and make sure that you highlight any kind of, uh, you know, are they organized? Are they proactive? Those types of things where people understand this is what I'm looking for. So that way there's never a question of, you know, Hey, I didn't realize that it was going to be like this. Right. And one thing that I always add on the, the bottom is any you know the very last bullet point is any other tasks that are associated with uh with administration or sales admi- sales administration i would do that and just kind of make it very like what, one thing i always tell our um, when when we're hiring people is i always tell them about the the book that i read about how disney had this rule so there's there's a time where disney was probably a, one of the one of the best operationally, like uh, kind of the best uh, companies in the nation. And one of the rules that they had though, is that every single person who works for them has to pick up trash if they see it. So whether you are Mickey Mouse or uh-huh. you're, you know, obviously the janitors or or um, whatever your role is, you could be the manager, director, vice president, whatever that role is, your responsibility is, if you see trash on the ground, that you pick it up. and really the reason I share that with with people that we're hiring is because I want them to understand like, this is a team, we have a common goal of growing our agency, we have a common goal of getting to the next level. In order to do that, if I see trash on the ground, I got to pick it up. If you see it, we got to pick it up, whatever that trash is. And this is a, you know, not not real trash, always or hardly ever. (laughs) But what I'm talking about, if there's an issue, something that happens, it's Never to say, "Hey, that's not my job." It's like, "Hey, let's let's I'm gonna help, and how can I help? I'm gonna figure out a way to do that, and I'm not gonna make this. Oh, well, I'm sorry, this wasn't in my job description. And to be real honest, if that's your personality type, I don't know if you're a good fit for us.
1: No, that's exactly right. And so I think, you know, just adding that to when you're when you're including the job responsibilities or maybe something like everyday operations, a term that I like to use is just say, you got to be prepared to wear multiple hats at all times, regardless of what it is. You know, we may ask you to do a a lot of things that are outside of the administrative duties. But if it's if it helps with the operations of the goal that we're trying to achieve, we would hope that you'd be on board with helping with those things.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And and honestly, that's a requirement. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk real quick about, about interviewing and you know, everybody I'll tell you, I have hired some great employees and I have immediately realized I've made mistakes. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that I would always talk about is attitude. You know, you can train a lot of things, but you can't train attitude. You can't train a bad attitude. And so there's ways to kind of get to know. Um, so the kind of interview questions that I ask are, you know, tell me about a situation where you had this happen, tell me about a situation like this where you can kind of get to know people and you get to know a little bit about their character. It ends up coming out yeah. in, in ways that they speak like, yeah, and I told them that's not my job. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna challenge that, but I can tell you right now, if anyone's ever said those words they are probably not a good fit for my company and probably not a good fit for you because especially if you have one employee (laughs) pretty much everything's (laughs) your job that i ask you to do right like you know within like kind of realistic uh you know realistic things right
1: yeah, so going beyond the the resume, right? Asking questions, how would you handle this situation or if you were you know presented with this scenario, what would you do in this case? And so allowing them the opportunity to just speak to that and see how they respond, you may get to know a little bit about what their char- what type of character they have and that can influence your decision-making process as to whether or not you're going to bring them on board um with you. And then uh so that's all I have as far as the interviewing process was there anything else that you wanted to touch on no, that's for, for it, the it's, interviewing
0: it's hard it's not it's it's not easy like sometimes you hire someone especially like like for admin it's super easy but just like in life like I've noticed as as I've gone on and had to hire managers and, and a lot of times you think that people you know people are great at interviewing you know like yeah. and uh, they'll they'll make it sound like they're gonna they're gonna go all in and then you know people don't always deliver well let's let's
1: take a second to talk about about that. So we we look at people who are in leadership positions and and whose job is to bring people onto the team. And so the reality is when, when you look at these companies who have staff and people in positions, they, you may think even the, the great companies and the best companies, you may think, oh wow, they've got a great team put together. But the truth of it is, is they probably had to eliminate and terminate some people from that company in order to get to where they are. So I would also say, if if you bring somebody on and it turns out and you 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 realize right away that they're not a great fit for for you and your agency or your you know for uh, for the team that you're trying to build. Um, then don't be afraid to just eliminate them and say, Look, this wasn't the we make mistakes. Yeah, we all do even from from as a leader, you know, we make mistakes. And so and that's okay, you know, but but it's important that you recognize that. And that you that you move on from those and and bring somebody else. in.
0: What's the old adage? Hire fast, fire faster. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, and I know that sounds like look, I'm not a a person that that doesn't value people and um, but in those first kind of 3 months of hiring especially in the admin role you're going to probably in the first 2 weeks you're going to find some things that would if if it's not a good fit you're going to find those things and honestly do what's right for you and your business, and, and a lot of times that's moving on from from a hire, and and you can there there will be clues, and you're gonna be like, oh man, I shouldn't have hired this person. And I always like you you ever you you know who Dave Ramsey is. Do you ever mm-hmm. listen to Dave Ramsey? He always says he asks the question, would you hire that person knowing what you know today? And if the answer is no. Let them go, and I really, I really like I. Yeah. I and I understand that. And look, I'll let everybody know, like, not, not, I'm not a cold person. And you know, if someone left a job, if someone left a job to come and work at my company, I wouldn't probably fire quickly in that situation. I just, I just, I have a heart. I don't want you know yeah. people, people have have uh, you know to put food on the table, those types of things. And I'm not lost on that. But in an admin role. Two weeks in, you do what you got to do yeah. and make sure. Because also, um, kind of depending on the state, I don't know every state's rules, but I know here in Texas, like if you hire someone and, and let them go within the first three months, you don't have to. You don't have to. Um, there, there's not. There's not the unemployment yeah. uh, tax increases and things like that. So, fire hire fast, fire faster, <laughs> and, and, and trust me, it makes sense. One last thing on finding the perfect candidate. Um, you have to do background checks, not just because it's a wise decision, which it is. <laughs> but because in, in Medicare, there are certain people that that are not allowed to work in Medicare, you've got a, there, there's some websites you can put their name into. But then I would also do a background check, you're dealing with seniors. And more importantly, you're oh, not more importantly, equally is yeah. important <laughs> is you're, you're, you're basically giving them access to your book of business. And I would be very cautious who I'm going to allow to see my book of business. If you don't have people who have a track record of honesty working for you, it could be a very, very costly mistake.
1: Because yeah, we deal with a lot of sensitive information. Yep. We, we we take in a lot of information that normally, we, you hear people that are saying, don't share any of this information, but in the position that we are in, it's important that we that we get gather and take this information so that we can conduct business. And so bringing somebody on, they are an extension of you. And so you have to make sure that they are an honest and trustworthy person in that sense, because you don't want that sensitive information ending up in the hands of somebody who is dishonest.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the last, or or I guess that's all when it comes to finding the perfect candidate. On to the next. One thing that I would recommend, I just talked about the unemployment rules, things like that. I would talk to your CPA or the people who, who kind of prepare your taxes and make sure that you are you know, understanding the way that you're going to pay these people what what the rules are for your type of entity, whether you're a sole proprietor or an LLC or however you do that, I would recommend talking with a tax professional and and make sure that you are getting professional advice. Like what I mean is, maybe your upline has hired a couple of employees. That doesn't mean that they know the right way to handle things for your type of business. Maybe they tell you, you know what? To be real honest, maybe you want to just ten ninety nine people at first, and 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 find out if if that agent is okay with you. You know, ten ninety nine, giving them a ten ninety nine. Um, so there's a lot to do with that, and I'm not a tax expert. That's that's not that that's you know that's I have someone who, right. That's why you have your CPA. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and and so I would I would definitely talk to them, make sure that you're you're paying correctly. And then what I use to do uh, to pay payroll is QuickBooks. Yeah. There's a lot out there. And the reason I use QuickBooks is because it's also where I do my bookkeeping, where right? it, it makes a lot of sense for the size of business that we're in. But I've heard of things like Gusto and others mm-hmm. that, that, are, that do a great job. And so I would, recommend finding one and then getting people i like direct deposit i like to where it's it's an automatic thing so where because you have to remember like there's going to be a time where you've got these employees people have rent people have you know and if you forget like uh i remember when like we gosh when we were first kind of when we were growing i had i had an employee and her direct deposit didn't get approved or it didn't go through so i wrote her a check and then she was like running to the bank. She was like, that's not the way to do it. Yeah. Make sure everything is set up and where it's automated because I think I, I forgot to like approve her hours or put, put her hours in. So now everything's automatic. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, like, <laughs> it, like if something were to happen to me, everything still goes through. And honestly, it's the right thing to do when you've got employees, they've got families to feed. Like mm-hmm. like all like, the, like make no mistake about it, you might be a great boss. People might really like you but they're here for a check, right? Right. Like, they're like, that, that's, like it's a conditional relationship, I need it, like, look, I, I like working for you, it's gonna be fun, but I gotta get my money, right? right. Like, yeah. so, so make sure that you, you, you that, that put the, should the never most be an issue, thing, making right. sure that they're getting that's the gotta be first, yeah. <laughs> and so I like QuickBooks or really there's a lot of them mm-hmm. out there. So mm-hmm. let's talk real quick about defining responsibilities for that uh, and we, t- we touched a lot on this. And so we're, we're, we're kind of jumping back in. But let's talk about how, how do you define the responsibilities? Like when you're putting together a job description? Are there any or any things for kind of just a regular agent admin that you would say they must be able to do or they must understand?
1: Yeah, I think just understanding how the technology and being able to, to work a computer and having the basics of that because we talked about, you know, earlier, I, I talked about being able to, to put information into a CRM system. And and generating reports, running reports, accessing some of the, you know, you're able to give an admin access to a, your, your agent platform, kind of an admin facing for some of the carriers. They allow that. Like I know United Healthcare does that. Right. Uh, and so just making sure that they have the ability to at least go and learn that. But I think even, even we talk about these responsibilities as the agent who is hiring this admin, it's also your responsibility. You got to make sure that, that you take the time to train them in these things. Right. You can just expect somebody to come in and know how to do a lot of these things. But so you have to make sure that you are also going to take the time to train them in this
0: as a leader, I, w- I would say, you know, we all have areas that, w- that we could do better. That's one of my biggest, my biggest things is I'm like, I know, you can figure this out, I I, <laughs> I could figure it out, go ahead. And you know, some people need a little bit more coaching, some people a little bit need a little bit more training, you can't just, you know, you've, you've got to know the people that you have. And just because people need Additional training doesn't mean that they're not a great fit or can't right. be a great employee. So, um, but let's talk real quick. So, one of the one of the roles obviously is going to be client communication. Are they calling to your um, to your agents? Are they you know? I'm sorry, to your to your clients? Are they are they going to be able to set appointments for you, follow up, uh, get answer general questions? And uh, there's certain certain things. Really, what I'm looking for is is I want them to be able to handle tasks like if something comes up, I want you to make sure that you can handle this. And, and even if it's like, hey, there have they have a question about such and such, you're not licensed, maybe this isn't for you to handle. But I need to know that this is for for this is a call that I need to go ahead and pick up and, and give them the answer to this or, or those types of things. Um, another thing would be uh, just kind of overall administrative support. Calendar management is a must right Mm -hmm. they need to be able to handle you know your google calendar or whatever wherever you're using for your electronic electronic calendar so that way if they need to throw something on your calendar they know how so that would be another one uh preparing documents for you um looking up like we talk about uh looking up medications for you so like uh at this at this point in your career you get someone who's turning 65 and they have you know 15 medications what i want you to do as my admin is i want you to go in and i want you to put in all these medications into our uh, electronic enrollment tool we use sunfire but whatever you use and get all those medications in there so that way they can look up your prescriptions and, and so that way i'm not having to do that looking up doctors mm. those types of things all those you will have to train people on you know yeah. but to, to get those types of things in there, that's admin support. So that's, those are responsibilities that they would do. Yeah,
1: because you've grown to a point and these doing these types of tasks, it takes time. And so, but, it's such an important part of the business and and the enrollment process. It's something that's necessary. So you've gotta make sure that if you're gonna delegate that task, that you're bringing somebody onto your team who can handle these tasks. And and if they need that training from you to teach teach them how to get that done, it's super important because it's not something I wouldn't say, I would never say that it's not important. It's just, we know that it's something that's gonna take some time to do, and now we have that support in our admin.
0: And they, gotta, and they gotta make sure that they're paying attention to detail. That's one of the things that kind of, I've had struggles with in the past, where I ask an employee to do this, and then they left two of the meds off. And, yeah. they, and they're like, oops. I didn't <laughs> like, see those. My so bad, I forgot to put those yeah, in yeah. there. We right. gotta make sure that you pay attention to detail. That's gotta be uh, a real big one. And then, um, I think maintaining and organizing your client records in that CRM and and updating any leads or lead management. Let's just say that your upline gives you 15 leads and they need to be updated on that. It's their responsibility to check in on those for you make sure those things are kept up uh, keeping up with your licenses you know like if you're licensed in multiple states uh this happened to me the other day and i actually i was like our, our admin needs to know that they, they need to, uh, this is this is part of it one of the one of the things is is that my oklahoma license lapsed for the business not for me but for the business and I never got any kind of email letting me know that it was about to lapse. Nothing like say, hey, it's time to renew or anything like that. Probably got a letter, was probably mailed to our old office, mm. <laughs> something like yeah. that. Yeah. and. Um, and so I didn't renew the license. And then I just got an email saying uh, your, your Oklahoma licenses has lapsed. So we're going to you're going to get termed from United Healthcare in Oklahoma. And I was like, oh, man, that's not yeah. that's <laughs> no good. But those are the types of things that you want to make sure that your admin maybe takes a regular look at and keeps up with your licenses for you. Um, and then just really, a, a, again, just just being um there no matter what you need and just just to be able to we need to make sure that they're helping you do a good job of taking care of your clients um and then the last thing i would say just before we wrap up we've gone over a little bit but i think good information is you know talk about possible growth maybe helping them get their insurance license and you know i've i've struggled with this one cuz like you never know if people are going to pass their licensing test like i've helped people get license or you know i there's there is a uh, an individual with a with a masters degree and two bachelor's degrees and i was like oh this is going to be a breeze for mm-hmm. you you know and they failed the test like four times yeah. and so you never you never know who's going to be able to pass who's going to be able to fail but something that i would strongly consider I like the idea of having uh, someone who works for me or works on my team, I should say that that is licensed because if you've got, let's just say, you know, like one of these carriers will have people who need to move from one PPO to another, you've got 200 of those clients, then now during an aep i don't have to go out and help each of these clients move i can have my employee do that and then i can go and focus on what new business growth and so i've got my department, we'll call it, in, right. you know, in my head, thinking as an organization, my department that's new business, that's my job. Retention, that's, yeah. that's their job. You're not
1: spending your AEP moving people from one plan to another. Yeah, it's You're still frustrating. to focus your
0: AEP strategy on bringing growth. All the more yeah. reason it's important to find someone that you can trust. So. Yep. <laughs> All <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: right, so that's pretty much it for, for today's episode do us a favor if you are appreciative of this would you go on to youtube like subscribe content uh, to our, to our content and uh tiktok instagram facebook everywhere else if you get any of that kind of content we'd love to have you engage with us ask any questions if there's anything that you'd like us to cover we'd be happy to do it here so until next time thank you